Hello, and how is everyone doing today? This is Pass It to Patrick. I'm your host, Patrick Cassidy. We have a great show for you today. We're going to get into it. Um, We got uh, many topics uh, to cover Uh, today. We got Tom Brady. We're going to talk about um, that chip on his shoulder, Bruce Arians. Uh, Drew Brees, and it looks as though he has not announced he's retiring, but it looks as though he's going to retire. We have the Saints quarterback situation. Um, They're going to have to rebuild and find a new quarterback, so we're going to kind of talk about them and what uh, they need to do. we got Harden and the Brooklyn Nets we're going to talk about. Um, My NBA power rankings, um, we're going to get into those. Uh, Patrick Mahomes, uh, he's been put on the concussion protocol list. So, you know, some big storylines that we're going to get into today. And uh, we're just going to go ahead and start off and get right into it. Uh, Talk about Tom Brady. Tom versus time. Tom Brady is beating Father Time so far, and it's incredible. It's incredible to watch um, at his age what he's been able to do. Um, Here's a little stat for you just to, to blow your mind because it blowed my mind. Here we go. NFC Championship game appearances since 1997. Tom Brady won. Yeah. You know, this year with uh, Tampa. Dallas Cowboys zero. (laughs) Years in the NFC since 1997. Tom Brady won. Dallas Cowboys 24. Oh my God. Like, think about that. 24 years. And the Cowboys haven't gotten there. Tom Brady comes in. Yeah, I'm just going to go. Now, granted, he's he's got the weapons when he came to Tampa, but it's uh, it's pretty incredible um, that he was able to do that in the NFC. Bruce Arians made a couple comments recently. New England didn't allow him to coach. I allow him to coach, Bruce Arians has said. Yeah, things are going pretty good for Tom Brady and Bruce Arians in Tampa. Things are going great for them, guys. Um, Bruce Arians, I would slow down on that a little bit because you have not accomplished with Brady. Bill Belichick, what Bill Belichick has accomplished with Brady. Um, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady have won six rings while he was in New England, and that's amazing. Um, but uh, Bruce Arians, you need to slow down a little bit. But, you know, he, he has allowed him to coach. He has changed the culture there, and that's the big thing with Tom Brady that I want to talk about is how he changes the culture because for so many years um, the whole deal with the Patriots was it's Bill Belichick's system and we can win with a lot of quarterbacks that was the report that came out you know Brady's great but the system you know next man in you know if a guy loses his job you're supposed to do the same job well how's that working out for you Bill Belichick in New England how's that working out for you Um, because what uh, Tom Brady's been able to do in Tampa with one year. Now, granted, he, he has the weapons, but that that doesn't take away from the fact that it's Tom Brady. He's playing like the GOAT, which he is the GOAT. Um, and I do believe that New England didn't allow him to coach. I believe that Bill Belichick and him, I don't think there was much of a relationship there. It was, uh, you know, we're both in it to win it. Let's just do it. That's what I believe. I think that was the case. Um, he's He's playing out of this world. He's beating Father Time. Um, he he's just doing amazing things there on the football field for the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Um, the connections that he's formed with uh, Godwin, Evans, Antonio Brown, 
Gronkowski, which he kind of or- he had that uh, he had that relationship already with Gronkowski. But those other guys, uh, they're playing out of their mind, and Leonard uh, Fournette is crushing the ground game. So they are all playing out of their mind um, recently, and that's incredible uh, what they've been able to do uh, just in that short time period of uh, one year. And Tom Brady, he will forever have that chip on his shoulder for going in the sixth round, 199th pick. Think about that. Think about that, really. And think about that fuel that he has. He's still using that fuel he still is using that fuel. A lot of guys don't use uh, that fuel for this long. They, you know, they have that chip on their shoulder, but they, they, they've won their, you know, titles and they've accomplished so much, and they're like, you know what? I proved them wrong. Tom Brady, he's not gonna, he's not satisfied with proving, you know, them wrong. He wants to make sure that they are proved wrong. And by doing, by what he's been doing, I think he will win another championship. I think he will win another chip. I think it'll be um, not this, it'll either be this year or next year. Uh, This year, I see the Chiefs repeating, even though Mahomes is on that concussion protocol and he's got stuff he's dealing with. I think that the uh, Tampa Bay Buccaneers will repeat or win a title this year or next year. But I, I believe it'll be next year. And. And that's because that chip is still on Tom Brady's uh, shoulders for going in the sixth round, 199th pick. It's just crazy that he that it was that many picks and nobody saw it coming. Nobody. Especially, so, if he would have won one championship, it still would have been incredible. But to win six? And to go to Tampa? And... You're most likely going to win another one. He has proved so many people wrong, but still that's not good enough for him. Um, it, it, it sounds like it's never going to be good enough for Tom Brady. And that is fine. Because, God, he's good. He is so good. He has been playing out of his mind this year. And they're just starting, those connections are starting to form at the end of the year this year. And you can see it in the playoffs, and you can see it carrying over, that those connections are starting to um, form. So that's incredible what he's doing in Tampa, and Bruce Arians allowing him to coach. (laughs) Oh, Bruce. Uh, But that's incredible what they're doing there. And uh, kudos to him and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, because Tom Brady fans and Buccaneers fans should be excited, because you're going all in with Tom Brady, and that's the right thing to do, getting him those weapons getting him a defense that those are the right things to do with Tom Brady. So kudos to him and to kudos to the, the Buccaneers organization for, for uh, getting Tom Brady and being successful recently. Another big storyline. Um, Drew Brees looks as though he's going to retire. Looks like he's played his final game as a saint. And if that's the case, he will go out with one of the best NFL stories I've seen. Uh, he was drafted 30th overall pick in the first round by the San Diego Chargers. From his injury uh, to Miami passing on him in free agency, to his time with the Saints and what he did for that city during Katrina and after his career, will always be remembered as a great quarterback. He will always be remembered as a great quarterback. Because 
what he did for that city, him and Sean Payton. When they came in, the Saints were the Aints back in the day. And when those two came in, they changed the culture. Not only did they change the culture, not only did they do that, do that but with Katrina and all that happened with, with that city, they gave people hope. They did. And they, they had that chip on their shoulder because of Katrina. They weren't going to let anything beat them. They weren't. And that city will forever appreciate Drew Brees and Sean Payton. And especially Drew Brees for what he did for that city and his family. Drew Brees is one of the great quarterbacks of my generation. And I watched him from when I was like 10 up till now. So, Drew Brees, if you've played your final game, if you're getting ready to retire, I am nothing but happy for you and the career that you had that moment he shared with Brady and his family after that game was pretty special too um chucking the ball around you know with Tom Brady and Tom Brady throwing a pass to you know Drew Brees's kid that video was really great um to see and you know um Drew Brees you could tell his last game he he soaked it in he stopped for a little bit and he looked around and he really just took it in even though there weren't fans there um, many people there, he, he just stopped and he looked and he got a little teary eyed and, um, that's, that's what you're supposed to do. He, he soaked in those feelings. Now he hasn't announced he's retiring, but it's more than likely he is. And so the saints are going to have to uh, rebuild a little bit. Um, and you could, you could tell that was, that moment was special for him, even though he didn't play that, uh, you know he didn't play great in his final game. It didn't matter. He's he he did something special for that city. Him and Sean Payton, and you know those players they they went all in with our, with their players Michael Thomas, Alvin Kamara, and they went all in w- with their guys. So you know uh, Emmanuel Sanders. Just overall, they had a good year, great year, um, and it's. It's, it's nice to see, and I'm happy for Drew Brees if he's played his final game. I think the city of New Orleans are, uh, is happy for him, and I think those fans will forever be indebted to Drew Brees and uh, Sean Payton. So speaking of the Saints, let's get into 2021, their quarterback situation and what they're going to do. So Drew Brees is gone. If he Well, he, he will most likely retire. So once he retires, um, they will currently have three quarterbacks, Trevor Samian, Jameis Winston, and Taysom Hill. Um, there are different outcomes of what they could do at the quarterback position. What I see them doing is I see them giving Jameis half a year maybe to see what he's got. Maybe testing out Taysom Hill, you know, in practice, maybe a game or two or three and, you know, running some packages, some special drills. Trevor Samian, I don't know if he'll be there. Um, after next year. Um, but here's the deal. They could do a few things. They could, a couple things. They could move up in the draft is one thing. Sign a veteran. Um, or stick with Jameis Winston and just say he's our guy. Let's talk about the veterans that they could sign. Andy Dalton, Ryan Fitzpatrick uh, are just a couple. Um, Philip Rivers announced he was retiring, so that would put him uh, out of that running if they wanted a veteran. 
Um, I would pick up, I would give, if it was me, I would give Jameis a year and pick up Ryan Fitzpatrick to, uh, you know, back him up. And then, you know, if Jameis isn't playing good, we'll throw Ryan in, see what he can do, you know, get a little bit of that, you know, magic in there (laughs) that Fitzpatrick does so well. Uh, you know, Andy Dalton's another option because he's a he's a decent quarterback. He can sling it around. He can get the ball out to Michael Thomas. He can get the ball out to Emmanuel Sanders. He can do some uh, really incredible things uh, at times. The situation has to be right uh, for Andy Dalton. But I see them giving Jameis here. Now, another option they could do is move up in the draft. Um, they could go ahead and move up in the draft a little bit. I have... My top quarterbacks that are going to go in the top 10, I only have like three going in the top 10. I got Trevor Lawrence, of course, the number one pick. Number two, I got Justin Fields. And then number three, Trey Lance. I moved Zach Wilson just out of the top 10 um, just because I think Trey Lance, that athleticism and that little Patrick Mahomes in him, that's going to get some NFL scouts excited. So I see that uh, Zach Wilson um, is going to fall to maybe – just outside the top 10, maybe like the mid rounds. And so I could potentially see the saints being like, Hey, you know, Zach Wilson, he's shown some amazing stuff. Let's move up to the mid round, trade a few pieces and let's go ahead and just, maybe they trade Taysom Hill. Maybe they throw in a first rounder, Taysom Hill, maybe a second rounder. They go up and they get Zach Wilson. That is a option. And they could still start, Winston or Fitzpatrick until Wilson gets the bearings. Excuse me. So that's an option uh, for them to do. And they, they could do that potentially. But the of course, the ideal goal, and this is another little story topic that we'll get into. The ideal goal for them, the only way they won't have to rebuild, that they could avoid this rebuild time period, is to get Deshaun Watson. Yeah. That's going to be a lot easier said than done, of course. Uh, Deshaun Watson is unhappy with the Texans organization, so he will most likely be traded. And it's not going to, they're not, the likelihood they're not going to be able to land Deshaun Watson because Miami and Jets have better draft capital right now. So, you know, the Jets can throw in a first round pick. Sam Darnold, Miami can throw in first round picks with Tua and you know the Jets have a lot of good players and picks and they'll just be like here take three picks for Deshaun and you know take Darnold and you you can you can build with Darnold you can have him be in a quarterback competition and that that's the likelihood that that'll happen Miami I see him I see him going to Miami personally to the to the Miami Dolphins because I think the Texans would take a risk on Tua and they could also get a third-round pick and maybe get a Justin Fields. Um, now, of course, if the Jets don't get him, though, they're going to take Justin Fields with the second overall pick. So it could be that Deshaun Watson goes to the Jets. So I see those two teams as the teams that will land Deshaun. But getting back to the Saints, that would be the ideal situation to get Deshaun so you wouldn't have to rebuild. But likelihood, they're not going to get him, so they have a couple options with the draft and free agency. But like I said, I see them giving Jameis a year and seeing how he develops, and that that's perfectly fine. You do that because you've had a great run. And, you know, take a few years to rebuild. That's that's fine. And Sean Payton's a smart guy. He'll put something together. Um, 
And Saints fans, you have a lot to look forward to because Jameis can sling the ball. Even though he's mistake-prone, he can still sling that ball. Um, get it out to Michael Thomas. Get it out to Emmanuel Sanders, Alvin Kamara. Uh, and, you know, get those guys involved. So that's what I see the Saints quarterback situation. I see them figuring it out. But, you know, a few things to, to consider moving things around like that. So, you know, we'll, we'll see what happens with that. But I want to get into this next topic, Harden and the Brooklyn Nets. Oh, yeah. Harden made a comment. Uh, I think it was last week. James Harden made this comment, guys. When you play with really, really good players, it's pretty easy. Oh, boy. Oh, boy, James Harden. Give me a break, okay, buddy? <laughs> Give me a break. Uh, James Harden has kind of gotten on my nerves the last few weeks since he's been doing this whole drama with the Rockets and the Nets and they he's gotten on my nerves the Houston Rockets gave you really really good players okay um they bent to your will James Harden and I saw it firsthand Chris Paul you know you wanted Chris Paul give me a distributor okay we'll give you Chris Paul um I need another guy to help score. Okay, we'll give you Russell Westbrook. Oh, man. You know what? We're going to give you... We're going to get Mike D'Antoni out. We're going to give you John Wall. Boogie Cousins. They have gone out of their way to give him really, really good players. And now all of a sudden you're going to get to Brooklyn and you're like, yeah, what Houston did, that was all right. But, you know, Brooklyn's got KD and they're amazing players here. So, you know, it's it's a different situation for me. And no, you know what? Just stop it. Um, uh, I truly 100% believe James Harden, KD, and Kyrie won't be able to coexist. Um, at least Kyrie won't, won't. Kyrie Irving, I see him getting traded. And as far as the season goes, um, you will start to see these few players distance themselves. Uh, pretty much Kyrie Irving, which he's already started doing that. He's already started making the gap wider and wider wider between him, James Harden, KD, and the Brooklyn Nets. Um, mainly because he's not on the floor. I don't know where he is. Does anyone? Um, he's made a few comments since then. We'll see. Uh, he missed seven games straight, so we'll see what happens uh, with that. Uh, and another thing that I'd like to talk about is I would love to know who's going to take the final shot on this supposed super team. Guys. LeBron, D. Wade, Chris Boss, Bosch, it took a couple of years to get that, you know, connection going. What makes all these people think? I, I, I don't understand this. What makes all these people think uh, in the sports media that he is going to go to the Brooklyn Nets and it doesn't matter? Like, they're going to make the playoffs and run through the playoffs and, oh, look out, LeBron. Look out. Look out, Lakers. Look out, uh, we're gonna we're gonna run the East and we're gonna gonna beat you. No, you're not. The Lakers got chemistry. They've been together. They know how each other play. Um, they took a little bad loss the other night to Golden State, but they they know how each other plays. Um, they understand each other. They got some better players. I believe their roster, just from my opinion, I believe it's better than last year. This year, Dennis Schroeder, um, Harrell. Uh, so, like, I think they got better players this year, honestly. And LeBron and AD, that connection's still thriving. So, like, we'll get into my power rankings in the top ten. I'm not going to say that I got 
you know, the Brooklyn Nets out of my top 10, but I don't have them as near the top as some people because I just see too many flaws in their games. So, you know, like, it's fine whatever people want to say about James Harden and KD, and those two, I think, will make it work. I think they can coexist with each other. But Kyrie Irving, their big three, they keep talking about their big three, just stop it. Kyrie Irving is going to be gone. I guarantee it, probably. Like, I guarantee, I don't probably, I, I guarantee it. Kyrie Irving will be gone next year. He will be traded. Because he just, it, it just doesn't work. There's too many people handling the ball. You know, KD wants to take the shot, and James Harden wants to take the shot. And, you know, to be honest, I Kyrie Irving, I don't think he's a top, like, He's definitely not in my top five NBA players currently. He's definitely not going to be in the top ten. I'm sorry. I see too many other guys better than Kyrie. I do. I mean, you should just retire, man. I'm sorry to say it like that, but Kyrie, what you have, like... I'm not saying you're a bad person. I never said he was a bad person, but... When it comes to basketball, I don't think he's mentally there anymore for basketball. I don't think he's his head is in the game is what I mean. And, you know, maybe, maybe he gets on the right organization. It's not going to be the Nets. Maybe he needs to go to the right organization. Maybe where, you know, he plays with somebody he can't click with. But so far, I don't think he'll be on the team next year. Kyrie Irving, he's ostracized himself from... Uh, the Brooklyn Nets, and from that group. And uh, the longer he just delays, the more it's going to grow, and Harden and KD will get that connection to click. And those two guys will thrive together, I believe. But, you know, I think it'll be a couple years for Brooklyn until they win a championship. I The Lakers are doing uh, amazing. You know, next year you're going to get Clay Thompson back with uh, Steph, have the Splash Brothers back, Draymond Green. They got Jameis Wiseman on that team, Lakers really good players, Giannis in the East, the Heat in the East, um, you know, Philadelphia is still relevant, they they got some good players uh, on the Brooklyn Nets, no doubt, but I think they lost a little bit of their depth uh, when they made this trade, and they're going to have to recover from it, which they will, because of course you go ahead and you get James Harden, but James Harden has not clutched up in the playoffs, because refs call the game a little differently so that is an issue I see with James Harden and they will win a championship in Brooklyn I just think it'll be a couple years so that's uh my take on the Harden the Brooklyn Nets Kyrie Irving KD that's that's my take on that um just my opinion um we're gonna go ahead and keep going with the NBA stories uh I got my top 10 power rankings um we're gonna go ahead and break that down my top 10 teams uh starting out Number one, it should be no surprise, it's Los Angeles Lakers um, with LeBron James, AD. Uh, they've been playing pretty amazing right now. Um, LeBron's another one of those guys, uh, like Tom Brady, who's just defying. <laughs> he is defying uh, father time. He's not even, God, God, it doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. It just, it doesn't look like he's slowing down at all. And I don't think he's going to be slowing down at all. Uh, he's he's playing out of his mind. Um, 
19 hours ago, it was reported the Lakers work on a trade for Bradley Beal. And if they can get Bradley Beal, it's over. They are winning the championship this year. If they can pull that off, it would be amazing. (laughs) So, you know, I got Lakers at number one just because of their chemistry, their depth. They're, They're playing great basketball right now. And LeBron James is the X Factor. And Anthony Davis, too. Number two are the Milwaukee Bucks and Giannis, and they are playing um, great basketball recently. Uh, of the Bucks, so far, a great regular season team, um, and you know that's great. They still have to produce in the playoffs for me. So, <laughs> um, Anthony Davis says Lakers feel pressure to beat Bucks after losing to the Warriors. And yeah, Milwaukee's a good team, so they they got that pressure um, to beat the Bucks. They're the best team in the East to me. They are. It's not the Brooklyn Nets. They're the best team in the East to me. Um, are the Milwaukee Bucks because they got Giannis too. So they're the best team in the East for me. So that's my number two. Um, at my number three, uh, the Los Angeles Clippers. And the Los Angeles Clippers and Kawhi, I got them at number three because they've been playing some good basketball recently and Kawhi Leonard's you know it's still Kawhi Leonard and Paul George PG-13's been playing uh, a pretty good regular season basketball um, you know of course everyone wants everyone was like this is Kawhi's league it's not his league it's not it's LeBron's league uh, so I got them at number three that's kind of a team though that I think they'll win a championship next year um the Clippers, I don't see them winning it this year. The Lakers are going to repeat. LeBron's going to get his fifth ring. But very interesting to see what they do. The Clippers are my third team. Moving ahead to the Boston Celtics. This team is going to challenge people. I think they're poised to make a run this year. I think the Boston Celtics, I think they get to the finals. I really do. They got so much youth on that team. And Jason Tatum, uh, yeah, he's playing great basketball lately. Granted, he's had to sit out the last couple games. um, But the game he played against Washington was 32 points, 5 rebounds, 2 assists. (laughs) And, uh, yeah, that's the X factor for them. So, you know, he's had some some COVID issues, but he remains out, but he will be back. And I believe the Celtics will kick it into high gear and they will start um, winning more games. Jalen Brown, another X factor, Marcus Smart, Jason Tatum, those guys out of this world. So I got them at number four, number five, we got the Philadelphia uh, 76ers. So the 76ers are an interesting team. They got Ben Simmons and Joel Embiid. But, you know, I got them at number five because the last few years, you know, they've kind of underproduced. Ben Simmons still doesn't have a three, and, you know, we've all given up on that. He's not going to be that player. But, you know, I got them at number five. At number six, the Utah Jazz. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, they've been playing decent basketball lately. Um, A lot of teams aren't giving the Jazz a lot, or a lot of people aren't giving the Jazz credit, but... I'm going to give them credit because they're a they're a decent team, and I, I think they could make a decent run in the playoffs. So number six is the Utah Jazz. 
Number seven are my are the Brooklyn Nets. I got them at number seven. A lot of people got them at four or three. No. No, 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 no. Number seven. Number seven. You know, maybe they'll prove me wrong, but I I got them at number seven. Uh, they're still in my top ten, like I said earlier, but that's because they got KD. Is they're in my top seven, and I suppose James Harden. <laughs> I mean, he's a great regular season player, but we'll see when he gets to the playoffs how he'll be. So they're my number seven. Then I got eight Dallas Mavericks, Luka Doncic, Doncic, and Kristoff uh, Porzingis. Those guys are playing good basketball. Number nine, I got Phoenix Suns. The Phoenix Suns are going to be a deadly playoff team. If they get to the playoffs, they are going to be a deadly playoff team. They will be because Chris Paul and Devin Booker. That's all I got to say. Devin Booker, uh, he's been on a tear this year. Um, last game wasn't a great scoring game. Didn't have that great of a game, but two games previous, Indiana, 25 points, um, three rebounds, seven assists. Um, Washington, he went off 33 points, three re- rebounds. And this last game was 12 points, five for 21, which is a bad shooting night, but three rebounds, four assists. Uh, but playing out of his mind uh, recently, too. And Devin Booker, when he gets to the playoffs, I believe he'll he'll turn it up. He'll be he'll be rolling when he gets to the playoffs. Uh, they also got Chris Paul, who's that veteran presence that they've needed. Chris Paul, he does so much for your organization. He's that veteran presence. You know, the last few games for him, Indiana, 15 points, 2 rebounds, 10 assists. Going to Washington, 14 points. 5 for 10. 5 rebounds, 11 assists. Memphis, like I said, a couple of them had off game. 16 points, though. 3 rebounds, 7 assists. So 16 points in the last game wasn't, like, that's a good point. Not as many as assists, but, you know, that's fine. So uh, they got they got those guys. And someone else that they got uh, <laughs> that people aren't talking about as much is DeAndre Ayton. Now this guy, he's going to be an X-Factor in the playoffs. And they're they're gonna be good in the playoffs because they're gonna make a nice run because uh, Chris Paul is is gonna lead those guys, and they've needed that. They've needed the veteran presence there. So at number nine, it's Phoenix Suns, and then at number ten, I got my top ten rounding out with the Indiana Pacers. Uh, you know, I I believe that they're a a top ten team and they're playing great basketball. So that's my top ten. I don't have the Brooklyn Nets where some people have them. I'm sorry, I just don't. So, yeah, uh, prove me wrong, Brooklyn, prove me wrong. Patrick Mahomes. Let's get back to the NFL. Talk some Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes went out with a concussion this past uh, Sunday. And in the game against the Browns, uh, what Andy Reid was able to accomplish with the Chiefs was incredible. But it goes to show you that there is only one Patrick Mahomes. And so, even though he didn't play the last couple of weeks, he wasn't cold or stiff. He was loose and able to get the ball out quickly. So, it's crazy when people try to say that Patrick Mahomes is overrated and the Chiefs are, they flip, the Chiefs are, because they flipped a switch when they needed to. All I heard was from these different sports guys and sports media. You know, the Chiefs aren't playing that great of uh, football this last uh, this last month of football. Well, I don't know what's wrong with the Chiefs. 
They're not the team. They can be beat by the Bills. If Patrick Mahomes plays against the Bills, they're not getting beat. They're not. Um, Kansas City is the equivalent to Golden State in NBA. Guys, they flip it on when they need to. They turn that switch. They do. They turn the switch. I knew they would. I knew it. I didn't buy into all these uh, sports guys and media when they were talking about how, uh, you know, I'm worried about the Chiefs. I've never been worried about the Chiefs. Andy Reid's too smart for that. Um, Chad Henney, do you see that play at the end of the game when they needed to make that play? They rolled him out. Andy Reid ain't scared. He's not scared. He's got he's got weapons, you know. Um, I if but they need Patrick Mahomes to play. They do. He's going through all the concussion protocols. I've heard reports it wasn't a concussion. Um, I don't know about those uh, reports. Uh, he's still in the concussion protocol. He's passed some tests, I believe. So I see him playing in the next game. But all these people who thought the Chiefs were in danger and you know they they were gonna have they were gonna lose. Like no, dude. Like the Browns didn't stand a chance. Because I've noticed something with the Chiefs. When that defense needs to step up, they step up and they make plays. And if you add Patrick Mahomes into the equation, he was rolling on the Browns. <laughs> he was. He was rolling. And the Browns missed their opportunity when Mahomes, Mahomes was off the field. Any little slight opportunity they have, they missed, They had and they missed it. So, I mean, like I said, Patrick Mahomes is in the concussion protocol uh, with the NFL. He will need to pass and you know, pass a few more tests to play with the Chiefs. Uh, but the Chiefs are reportedly not worried about Patrick Mahomes. His toe, that injury, um, that to me is a little more concerning than the concussion, actually. The way if he, you know, if that limits him mo- mobility-wise, he will have to um, sit in that pocket a little more, make those throws, which he can do, you know. I have the Chiefs repeating this year in the Super Bowl. So I'm not going to change that prediction. I have them beating the Bills. I have the Packers beating uh, Tampa. And I have uh, the Chiefs uh, beating the Packers in a shootout uh, in Tampa. So that's my Super Bowl prediction. Um, we'll get into that uh, the closer the playoffs. We'll get into more topics on the playoffs uh, uh, the more the playoffs uh, go. So, yeah, I, I'm i not worried about Mahomes. I think he will play. Um, of course, he'll have to pass the the concussion protocols and get through all that, but I think he will. And so some pretty big topics recently, a few of the side notes I want to get into is Philip rivers announced he was retiring today. Um, another great career and I'm happy for Philip rivers. I'm happy for him. He, he did a lot of great things with the chargers. He helped that organization in San Diego while he could, he did, uh, he did a good thing with the Colts. They made the playoffs so he's he's done a lot of great things uh, in his career. So yeah, um, some great games coming up uh, in the NFC Championship game. I'm planning on doing an episode uh, before the NFC uh, Championship game and the AFC Championship games and give you my prediction on those. So I, I'm gonna I'm going to probably do a another episode before then. And we're going to see where this Deshaun Watson thing goes because the Texans have botched the Deshaun Watson era. He's gone. He's gone. Um, There are a few sleeper teams that I want to throw into the mix with the Deshaun Watson trade. 
uh, Chicago Bears, Carolina Panthers, and Washington football team. Those are the few sleeper teams. The problem is Deshaun Watson has seen what a dysfunctional organization is, and Washington football team, even though they've got stability with Ron Rivera, um, they still have a few things to work out. And the Carolina Panthers, even though they're great, I think they stick with Teddy Bridgewater one more year. Um, the Chicago Bears, they could right the wrong here. They would have to give up a haul, though, to get in. I'm talking at least three years of first-round picks, a couple second-round picks, and maybe a third-round pick in there. Um, and I, I'd see them giving up uh, Trubisky to the Texans, even though he's not a great player, still a quarterback. Uh, maybe give up a defensive player too. They'd have to give him a haul. And De- Deshaun Watson, I don't think he wants to go to a dysfunctional organization. Washington still has a lot of issues with their owner and how stupid he is uh, recently. Um, my my viewpoint on Washington is they need to sell the team because I'm a Washington fan. Eh, but take the team away from Dan. Come on. Uh, Carolina Panthers, they're still rebuilding. They're developing their culture there still. But those are my sleeper teams. I, I I see him, though, going to Miami or the Jets just because they can really, just because they can really offer the most for him and their stable organizations for Deshaun Watson. So that's something to keep an eye on. Uh, I there's a, There's like some great stories out there recently in sports there is there's some great stories and you know another topic that's going around is philip rivers a hall of famer um time will tell um if you're if eli manning eli manning's got a couple championships and the way people were talking when he retired they weren't they didn't think he was going to go into the hall of fame i think it'll be a while before philip rivers would go into the hall of fame i think he will though eventually because he's a good uh, he's been a great player um throughout his career and he's he's been very like consistent. So, you know, <laughs> Philip Rivers, he has a lot of stuff uh you know, chief safety Tyran Matthews said uh he's one of the funniest tra- trash talkers ever. He don't mean no harm though. <laughs> so he said that about Rivers and that's interesting. Uh He's a different cat, some people have said. <laughs> and, you know, he's been a fun player to watch. So I'm happy for him. I'm happy he had a good career. Uh, so, you know, the Detroit Lions recently hired Dan Campbell as their new head coach. This was reported two hours ago. We'll see how that works out for them. A lot of people have said, uh, Cam Jordan on Instagram said, uh, great hire for them. We losing a great coach, though. And... I think that I think it'll work out good for for the Lions. They they got out of a bad head coach situation last year. Head coaching was definitely their issue. So uh, good to see that they're making some changes, and it'll be. Uh, I'm interested to see where they go. The Browns are not the same old Browns. Uh, they're going to be contenders. So people that are saying the Browns are the same old Browns, just stop it. They're not. Zion William put up 32 points. It wasn't enough to beat the Jazz, but that guy, he's playing amazing basketball. Um, that was an amazing basketball game from Zion. We'll see if he can, you know, keep that going. I hope he does. I hope he keeps it going. So those are all the stories for today, guys, um, that I wanted to go over at least. 
the those are my top stories. I hope you've enjoyed the show today. Um, you'll you'll notice when you're listening to these episodes, each episode is getting longer and longer. I also don't have music for this podcast yet, so I'm wanting to get music going and you know figure that out. So you know, uh, you guys don't hear my dog clicking around in the background all the time. But uh, I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, I hope you guys have a great day. This has been Pass It to Patrick. I'm your host, Patrick Cassidy, and we'll see you next time.